Come on, let's put our hands together one more time for five years and put our hands together for my friend, my pastor, my spiritual father, Pastor Ed Trinkle. Come on, put your hands together, show him some love. My man. Good morning, Hope Church. Happy anniversary, Hope Church. How many of you are glad to be in the house today? Let me hear you this morning. I'm very privileged. I kind of feel a little bit um, inadequate to be able to speak to you this morning, but I'm certainly privileged and blessed to do that. It's been such a great... Uh, we have memories of Hope Church because we've been privileged to be invited by Pastor Wesley and his beautiful wife to come down and, and speak to you. And just he would ask me in the beginning years of his church, he would say, what do you see? What do we need? What do you, you know, how can we grow? How can we do this? And now that relationship is kind of turning into the son's now teaching the father a little bit. Uh, he came to our church this year, he and Diane, and preached in our people. And we had a great couples conference that our people still talk about. And they're all watching, you know, since this time of the pandemic. I think my people watch him preach at this church more than they're watching me right now. But I'm making sure that they're not giving here. they got to give back at our church. But no, I'm just kidding. But uh, we are very honored to be here. And what a great, great uh, day it is to celebrate not only what, what God's done through your pastors' lives and, 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 the, and the churches that have come alongside of you, but we, we celebrate you this morning, all the sacrifice, the giving, uh, the setting up, the tearing down, and all the things that you guys do. Uh, I remember the first time I was with Pastor Wesley here uh, in this building. He said, uh, you need to be here Saturday at 4.30. And I said, well, you guys do a Saturday night service? No, we do Saturday night serving. So wear some shorts and a T-shirt. And uh, we got here right when they got here. And for the next two hours, he allowed me to help him set up for church on Sunday. And I think that was a little bit of a payback for when he used to work for me. I'm pretty sure that that was part of that. But we applaud you for that. That's a, there's a lot of work and a lot of time that you spend serving. But, boy, you're really never more like Jesus than when you're serving others. And I think that's part of the heartbeat of this church. I, I want to talk to you just for a few minutes uh, to be an encouragement to you. I want to kind of go back deep in the Old Testament. I'm going to start off in the book of Numbers. And what I want to talk to you about this morning is a vision that God put in the heart of his man, Moses, when he told Moses, you're going to do this, you're going to lead my people, you're going to go to the promised land, and all these great things are going to happen to you, and this blessing that I prayed over Abraham years ago, I'm going to do it through you, and I'm going to build a great nation, and I'm going to take you to the land that I, that's flowing with milk and honey, and all these great things. And Moses had to remind the people, they wandered, they were in the wilderness, they went through some times of trial, and, and God used his brother to be kind of a pastor or a priest over the people. And God told Aaron one day, he says, I want you to go and pray over these people. And this is what I want you to say. And he said this in Numbers chapter uh, 6, verse 22. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. And I want you to say to them this, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace so that they will put my name on the Israelites, and I will bless them. He not only wanted that blessing for the children of Israel, he talked to them about their obedience in the future and the blessing in the future in the book of Deuteronomy. And he said this, Hear, O Israel, Deuteronomy 6, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I'm giving you today are to be on your hearts. Now think about some of the testimonies of the families this morning that said, my kids have accepted Christ. 
My kids are learning about Jesus. The youth group is a big impact on my family. And then we go back to this verse and it says, You impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and you walk up along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on your door frames of your houses and on your gates. He wanted to preserve this vision of God's plan for their, not only for their nation, but for their nation's children. And then the day came. God was taking the children of Israel into the promised land. And you read all throughout the, the, the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, when God did a work in somebody's life, uh, like, like Jacob or Abraham or, or different patriarchs in the Old Testament, God would tell them this, you build an altar, or you, you build this memorial so that when you go back and look at, look at this memorial, you're going to remember the things that I did in your life. And he did that here for the children of Israel. He said in Joshua chapter 4, the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan. They were going to that place that God had promised them. Can you imagine how surreal that was? At that, It's kind of really surreal, Pastor Wesley, when you think about the day that this dream started. You were talking about that with Pastor Dave. You were talking about expensive shoes that you still own, and I know you're taking care of them. You were talking about the, the, the dream team and all the volunteers and everything. You didn't think about your fifth anniversary, but here we are. It's today. Five years later, and hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of people's lives changed with the gospel of Jesus Christ because of that vision that God put in your heart five years ago. It's amazing. And Joshua said to these people that were, they still didn't quite fully understand what was going to happen in their lives. They crossed over the Jordan. So it's kind of like 2 Corinthians 5.17 when we have a relationship with Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. He was saying Egypt's behind you. The, the, the wandering in the sand and the deserts behind you, you're going to cross through this river. There's going to be a cleansing, and there's a principle of cleansing there, of going through the water, almost like our baptism today. They went through the water, and they come out on the other side. And Joshua was told by God to tell the, the leaders of the nation this, choose 12 men among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of Jordan, from right where the priests are standing and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay together. So Joshua called the 12 men he had pointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe. And he said to them, go over before the ark of the Lord into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites. And this is, this is very significant because this Ark of the Covenant was this big box, and in this big box there was cherubims on the top of it, and this big box represented the presence of God in the nation of Israel. And God told Joshua to tell the leaders, you build a memorial here because this place is going to stop the water, you ready for this church, where God's presence is going to come and bless us for our future. Because we have to let God go before us to do what he's called us to do. And this is what happened. He said, uh, tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, right for the priests are standing. Carry them over with you. Put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called the men. He had appointed one from each tribe. And he said, go before the ark of the Lord into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of tribes to serve as a sign among you in the future when your children ask you, what does this memorial what do these stones mean at this, at this river bank right here? And then you tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord 
when it crossed the Jordan, the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel together. I called my talk for you this morning this. Let's celebrate Hope Church. Let's celebrate Hope Church. Let me ask you something, and I want you to cheer. I'm going to ask you, there's going to be a couple times I need you to interact with me uh, because I want, I want you to understand the significance of today, and this is your celebration too. If Hope Church has had an impact on your life or your family's life, I want you to clap like you were doing the electric slide earlier today. Let me hear you this morning. It's significant what God's done at Hope Church. And as we celebrate Hope Church Day, there's some things. I want to just give you a couple thoughts this morning, and then we're going to pray over you this morning. And we also celebrate that during the first service, two friends came and accepted Christ as Savior. That's why, church, that's why Hope Church is here, church. So let's celebrate Hope Church. Here's the first thing. I want you to think about your journey. Think about your journey. Your personal. What did it take for you to come to this church and for those of you that have accepted Christ because of the ministry of this church, what did it take you to get here? I, I, one of the things I love about every time I come here, uh, Pastor Wesley will, will point out different people to me on the dream team and people doing this and people doing He'll say, yeah, that, see that guy over there? His wife begged him the church to come to church for over a year. Uh, that seems to be a very thematic story in a lot of families. The wife comes praise, and then the husband winds up coming too, right, to take his place to be the spiritual leader in his house. We've heard stories like that. We've heard stories of young people. Uh, the guy that plays the keyboards, I think he just got married a couple weeks ago, right, and then they stayed at your house last night, and you guys were up really, really late last night and had a great time together. Uh, we, we, we celebrate that. We celebrate the teenagers and, and what God's done in their lives, and you hear the video of, uh, of that beautiful couple that talked about their daughter coming to know Christ because of Hope Church. What has God done in your life personally because of Hope Church? We celebrate that with you this morning. Think about that part of your journey. And then think about your journey as a church. Where God took you from a living room in Orlando to a house here in, in Winter Garden area to, to, a, to a school down the street who's not even going to be open for the next two weeks from what I've been told because of all this crazy COVID stuff to this beautiful facility here at this YMCA which is why the YMCA's were founded years ago, so that people could hear about the C in the YMCA, Christ and Christianity. And here you are worshiping God today, five years into this ministry, with two services, probably needing three services, already knowing that you need new chairs. So much more to do because of the journey that Hope Church has been on, and you've been a part of that. The Bible says in Psalm 77, I will consider all of your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. Church, it's so good for us to remember God's faithfulness and His work in our lives as those memorials. The fifth anniversary of Hope Church only happens this week. Next week is week number 261, I think you said earlier today. And then 262. And then it's going to go on. And then you're going to have a 10th year anniversary and look back at the memorial of the fifth year anniversary and see God's work in your life continue. And we want to meditate on that. We want to thank God. God, we're thankful for what you did in the life of Hope Church. Number two, taste and see God's goodness. Boy, uh, you know, it's really, I, I'm not here every week. I mean, we've only been here about four or five times. 
And every time that we've been here, there, even during this COVID stuff, you, I, I was kind of mad at your pastor this morning. Our churches are almost really the same in attendance on a weekly basis. And you guys have like, am I, I hope my church is watching this morning because I know some of them are hoping Pastor Wesley's speaking. But you guys have almost twice as many people coming back to church as we do. I applaud you for that. And I'm going to go back and yell at our people next week for that, right? But we celebrate that with you. You're, you're, you're seeing God's goodness, lives changed, marriages restored, healing taking place, encouragement taking place, community taking place, ministry taking place in, in this area. The Bible says in Psalm 34, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. You see, Hope Church, God just doesn't want you to be here to applause your pastors, to applause the praise team to give everybody a that a boy. God wants you to get in here and taste it and see it for yourself. Because you will love this church when you become part of its community, when you become part of its dream team, when you become part of community life and being part of a serving team and you get what the message of Hope Church is about and you're part of sharing that with this area. But I want you to do something with me today. We're here to celebrate. Amen? And when we celebrate... It's kind of funny when we saw, I love that you did the, the electric slide in the first service, uh, between the services right when we were kicking off here. And Kim, my wife says to me, this is what we need to do next week. We need to get our people up off of our feet. I love that. We, we, we had a great time watching you dance. I'm an old white guy, so I was trying, but, you know, it was really a good celebration. But, you know, when we celebrate, we kind of celebrate different ways. Like when we're in church, we'll say, when we celebrate, we'll go, amen, you know, and we'll kind of. You know, we'll kind of be quiet because it's church, right? I want you to think about something. I'm going to share one of my favorite sports memories with you. I have four daughters. My youngest daughter surprisingly grew into a really good athlete, which really shocked us because her three older sisters were what people call athletes, but maybe they're not quite athletes, and that's cheerleaders. I'm not hating, okay? I get it. Listen, I was a cheerleader. How many of you? I want to I applaud moms and dads that have sat through 12-hour cheerleading competitions. That, that is true parenthood. That's true parenthood. It's hard to watch these girls walk around all day happy as can be and, and doing all that stuff. That's a hard thing to do for 12 hours. Like two hours is okay. Then you have 30 schools that go, and all 30 schools get an award. Why are we there in the first place if there's no winner? I never understood that. But in an athletic event, there's a winner, and then there's somebody that doesn't win. I'm not going to say loser because I was on that side most of the time when I was growing up in sports. So my daughter Emily was so good, and she was a really good softball player. She was a really good volleyball player. And I remember one time in particular, we were, we were those sports mom and dad. We had our chair from Cabela's with the webbing and the cup thing on the side with the Yeti cup. And, you know, our, and we were all ready to go. We're watching her play, and my coach, Emily's coach, came up to me. She said, today's going to be a big day for Emily. I'm like, okay, whatever. We were hoping so. She was pretty good. She was bad. She had a really good batting average. She was kind of um, an upper-tier softball player, but we didn't really understand it at the time. So we're sitting there watching. Bases were loaded, and she gets up the bat, and she cracks a double, bounces off the fence. The base is clear. She's on second base. She kind of gives me one of these, and I'm, and I'm going crazy. I mean, I am jumping up and down. Can you imagine what 300 pounds jumping up and down on the sideline looks like to a teenage girl? Yeah, oh, no, Dad, no, 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 no. You know, she's kind of like, no, 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 no. It's okay, sit down with Mom, right? She comes up second time two or three innings later. There's a girl on second base, and she stood up, and she just does her thing. 
she leans back and she cracks this ball. And, we, and it's still on our Facebook. If we go back to the day, it comes up in our memory every year. She hit that ball like 20 feet over the center field fence. Now, I want you to picture what I did when that ball went. Oh, I knew Christian aerobics. I was doing, I knew yoga. I mean, I was going crazy. Now, I want you to think about, think about God's goodness this morning. I want you to do something with me. I want you to stand up. Can I ask everybody to stand up this morning? Because it's hard to cheer and celebrate when we're sitting down, right? When we're sitting down, we're celebrating at a family reunion being quiet. We want to celebrate God's goodness. I'm going to share with you some things, and I'm going to tell you, let's celebrate. Are you ready, church? Say amen. Okay, you ready? We want to thank God for his blessings because James 1.17 says, Every good thing that happens in your life comes from God. So today, we want to celebrate the blessings of people being reached with the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's celebrate that this morning, church. Come on now, let me hear you. We want to celebrate the influence in your community by blessing families, inoculating animals. I've never heard of a church doing that before. To open the doors to influence people with the gospel. Let's celebrate that this morning. Let's celebrate that Hope Church was a church that other churches poured into. You ready? And now you're a church that's pouring into other churches, church plants and missionaries all over the world. Come on, let's celebrate that this morning. Let's celebrate. And this is so true. These last seven months have been hard, church. Dealing with all the social things in our world. I've talked to Pastor Wesley more this year than we probably have since we worked together years ago. I said, Wesley, I need you, I need you to help me understand this. He says, for, he said, bro, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure this out. All the racial stuff that's happening in our world today and, 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 and all the things with COVID. And aren't you excited about the election coming in November, right? I mean, everything is just, it just feels like we're getting hit with lefts and rights and left. But you know what? Hope Church is here today. Let's celebrate that today. And I want to celebrate something you heard earlier. I want to celebrate the blessing of faithful, God-called, Spirit-anointed, Jesus-filled, people-loving leaders who have given their life to serve you, Pastors Wesley and Diana Beecham. Come on now. So what's our responsibility? You stay up with me because we're finishing up now. Our responsibility when we look back and we see that memorial and we remember what God did, we've got to now put our focus on the future and what God still wants to do. Too many of us are living our lives like we're driving our car looking through the rearview mirror. We hold on to our past. Satan wants to remind you of your failures. Satan wants to remind you of, of when he wants, he wants you to think where God failed you when the fact God was in your life working the whole time. And God wants you to look forward. Because he says in Ephesians chapter 3, now unto him who is able, able to do unbelievable crazy things according to God's power that works in us. Above and beyond what we could even imagine, it says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. 
And what can we imagine for Hope Church? I remember the first time we were in this building, Pastor Wesley said, we're going to fill this building up one time. What was greater than he imagined because now you fill it up twice. We're not here to celebrate what God did because of who we are. We're here to celebrate what God did because of who he is and what he has for the future of Hope Church. So our responsibility, church, we've got to take care of the house. I want you to say this after I say it for you this morning. Repeat it for me nice and loud. This is my church. This is my church. This is my church. And if you understand that this morning, you understand your responsibilities when it comes to your, your faithfulness, to keep him in your prayers and his family in your prayers and his wife and his kids in your prayers. The responsibility that you have towards giving. I loved, love, love, love. And you know your, if you know your pastor, you know he has such a huge, huge heart. One of the most generous people I've ever met in my life. But that generosity, that should permeate through this whole house with our giving. Not where it's like, oh, we're going to talk about giving again. I'm checking out. No, where we're celebrating our giving. I get to give towards this ministry. I get to give money to help dogs not have worms. I get to give money so that so that kids will have backpacks and lunches in this community. Yeah. I get to give money so that we can minister to this area and help church plants and help missionaries all over the world. We get to do that. We protect the house. So what's God want us to do? Looking forward, tell others about him. You gotta come to my church. I want to help you get on your spiritual journey. I want you to taste and see what's happening at Hope Church. I want you to taste and see God's goodness. Joshua said, he said to the Israelites, in the future when your descendants ask their parents what these stones, what, is that, what does that mean? He said, I want you to tell them this. Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground, and God's presence is here. It's here. Protect your church, preserve your church, and grow his kingdom through his church. That's what anniversaries are for. We're not done. I love that. When you walk out today, there's a big banner in the back wall. The best is yet to come. How many of you believe that this morning? Would you bow your heads with me in prayer before we worship again this morning? Lord Jesus, we love you. We honor you. Lord, we honor Pastors Wesley and Diana for their faithfulness to your calling, their faithfulness to preaching the word, loving people, reaching people, and being obedient to you for their integrity and their character and their family that serves as an example to all these families, not only in this church, but all throughout Central Florida. We honor you and we honor him. But Father, I know we're not done. There are more people that need to hear about Jesus. There are families that need food and kids that need backpacks and dogs that need shots and people that need encouragement, people that need what this church's name is. They need hope. Help us to be faithful sharing that hope with your eyes closed, your heads bowed, and just a prayerful attitude. Maybe you need today that hope that some friends this morning made a part of their life today by accepting Christ as their Savior by putting your faith and trust in Him. The reason that this church is here is so that you will come and know Jesus. 
Would you put your faith and trust in him this morning by praying with me? You're not praying to me or anybody else around you, but just tell the Lord today that you want to be saved. Tell him you believe in him. And tell him that you want to be one of his kids and God will save you today. Pray this prayer with me. If, if you know you need to be saved, just say, Dear Father in heaven, say it quietly to yourself. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for loving me. Thank you for Jesus. Would you please forgive me of my sins and come into my life and save me? Dear Jesus, help me to live for you. Thank you for saving me today. As you keep your heads bowed and eye closed in the spirit of just quietness this morning, you prayed with me like two or three other people did in the first service. Would you just lift your hand up in celebration with nobody else looking around? Pastor Ed, I prayed with you and invited Christ to come into my heart. God bless you. God bless you, sweet lady. And God bless you. Father, we celebrate you. The fifth anniversary of this church of hope is this, is this place, is this organism, is this body of people that come to share what you've given them. We honor you and we worship you today. In Christ's name we pray. Come on, let's put our hands together for Pastor Ed and the Word today. Yeah. Man, I got goosebumps today because I believe this. We're going to look back in five years and we're going to declare that God did something today, way back then, and he's going to do something again in the future. I want to let you know today that his promises, they're still good today. God made a promise to you that he was going to bless your family. He's going to bless your family. If God made a promise to you that he's going to heal your broken heart, that he's going to fill your broken heart. God is going to do what he can do. His promises stand still forever and ever. Amen. So if you believe the words of this song, I want to invite you to sing it out as loud as you can.